Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe, the anti-hustle, chill the F out women hype up podcast. My name is Amanda Cunningham, and I am the founder and host of this podcast, along with me and my kitties. Um, for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about morning routines. So a couple questions. This is going to be like a doctor intake form real quick. I promise you it'll be quick. If you have a morning routine, how long does it take you? Do you feel better, worse, or about the same after you've done that routine? Do your habits and your personality align with what the routine is? Or are you just trying to force your routine to be what the gurus are saying you should be doing to make to be successful? Are you trying to make fetch become a thing? That's a mean girl reference. Fetch will never be a thing. So if you have a morning routine, hint, whether you're making a conscious choice or not, you do have a routine of some sort, I'm sure of it. If you are not careful, that morning routine that you've become so addicted to and need quote unquote, in order to start your day might actually have the opposite effect of what you intended it for, for either your creativity, productivity, goal setting, perfecting your craft, motivation, or whatever it is that your intention is for that routine. It might not be doing what it's supposed to be doing, what you crafted it to do. I know this because my morning routine was like this. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So because you're a human being and you have access to the internet, theoretically, I'm sure by now you've heard how important a morning routine is. And you have probably heard of all these great, famous, super productive people and what their routine is and how if you do this, you'll have success and you've tried to emulate it and failed and then you felt like trash. And maybe you've even thunk, thunk, think, maybe you think, I don't know. Wow. I can't even meditate for 10 minutes. I guess I can just throw all my dreams away because of Sarah Blakely, the billionaire founder of Spanx does it every single morning and says it's the key behind all her success. I guess I'll never be successful. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I do this and yes, I'm a little dramatic. Don't judge me, but I'm sure you have tried other people's routine on at some point because it seems to work for them and they have a quality or something that in their possession that you want to also have. And at some point you probably have failed at kind of basically trying to replicate what they're doing and have probably not felt super great about it. Or maybe you found a bunch of morning routine habits that you want to do and you see value in. So you just keep stacking one more thing and one more thing and one more thing onto your pile. And before you know it, your morning routine doesn't end till like 1130 in the morning. And soon it's lunchtime. And what have you done? A whole lot of mental prep with not much execution. This is me. I'm going to be exhibit A really quickly. So I'm not sure when I became super purposeful about my morning routine. So I'm going to estimate about five years ago as a good baseline. Before that, I had a routine, just like I mentioned before and earlier in the show. And of course, you had a you have a routine of some sort, but it wasn't purposeful. Mine was anyways. I was just kind of it was just a routine that got me and my daughter ready and out the door and then kind of going through the motions of my life and work and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just going to go through my routine after I sat down to start my quote unquote work for the day around 9.05 after I walked my daughter to the bus stop and stuff like that. So around five years ago, I want to say I joined this musician's program, which was a completely expensive failure for me personally, but we're not going to talk about that right now. It's not relevant to my actual story. I'm so sorry. I'm going to take a quick break real quick. I know I just got started with the podcast. We're literally like three minutes in, but I just wanted to stop and let you know that I have been trying to record the last four minutes of this podcast for the last hour of my day 
because my audio interface, which is the basically the middleman that works to connect my microphone into my microphone into my computer and process the signal, whatever was blinking. It was freaking out. I had to do, I was, I had to Google how to do it. I'm like, I don't know how to, how to fix this. So I had to do a hard, like a hard reset or whatever, like an actual hardware reset. I had to delete and then reinstall a thing. It was a whole thing. And then midway through recording, like five minutes ago where I was recording it, my computer just all of a sudden shut down. And anyways, I just was like, is this a sign? Should I just, should I just stop today? Like, should I just stop? Because I literally only have another like 40 minutes to record this episode. Should I just get the book that I was reading that I was enjoying and just go to the balcony and just call it a day? Is this like a sign that I should just chill or is this, is this like a test? It's got testing me to see if I'll quit. Is this, I mean, this isn't like a legit, legit struggle, but I'm like, is this a test? So I'm going to take it as a test and I'm letting you know that in case you hear inconsistencies with my voice and like, kind of like my energy level with like every now and then, because it kept spazzing out. So I had to like restart the thing. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh. And like progressively my energy was just like, Oh my God, dude. So I'm over here like, shut up, Amanda. It's fine. So I just wanted a quick break to let y'all know that in my mind, this is a test. So maybe this is like not a lesson for you, but like, I don't know, keep trying. It'll eventually work out. Hopefully my computer doesn't keep shutting down. I don't know what the problem is. Um, this was not cheap equipment. So I'm really hoping it's not like dead or something. Anyways. So back to the regularly scheduled program. So to avoid my guilt around this quote unquote waste of the program and to kind of silver line this situation that I couldn't undo anyways, uh, the one thing I did actually get out of it was for me to start thinking about my morning routine in an actual purposeful way uh, and how I can set up your day for success. So the mentor founder, whatever you want to call him, he really, 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 really hammered home the importance of morning routines and like setting it up your intentions and working towards that and visualization and blah, blah, blah. So he created a bunch of templates for us to basically just kind of copy what worked for him and use it as a starting point. He didn't say like, do this stuff. He did highly, highly, highly recommend it. Like it was very like recommended. Um, so basically I just did that. Right. Cause I'm like, okay, cool. It's working for him. Like you got my money. He's getting all these other people's money. Like this was not cheap. So it's working for him. Right. So, uh, he had us create a bunch of documents that we would go through, uh, tweak as we had changes, add to each morning for a certain amount of time to help visualize the stuff that we were working towards. And this was called our morning formula. In this morning formula, we had lots of different stuff and it was kind of also like a vision map. I, I don't know what exactly to call it, but within that we had a bunch of stuff. Uh, we had like our, our rules for how we lived our lives for like example, when this was rules that we made up. So, you know, example, you wake up at 5 a.m. every day, no social media before 9.30, you're in bed by 10, blah, blah, blah. There was also um, a list of our goals that we were driving towards on a day-to-day basis, a uh, section for our identity, which included uh, pictures of stuff like our family, friends, Pinterest visual- visualization boards, another section for affirmations and credos, a separate section for a list of good things that have already happened with like screenshots and all that type of stuff so we can feel proud when we reread them. I'm going through this. You can see like how intense this was and how long this took to take or took to make. Um, There was a fully planned out quote unquote day in the life of you that you wrote for picturing you three years from now that included things like what time you wake up, your hobbies, where you live, what's your health, how are your relationships, how much money do you make, what's adventure like in your life, how about creativity, happiness, personal growth, 
and then ditto, except then you have 10 years from now. And then in addition to those, you would also create a actual story of your day as if you were living it. So out of that day in the life of you three years from now, for example, you'd be like, I wake up at 530 and I walk happily to my bathroom and I gaze upon the beautiful vanity that I purchased. Like it was like an in-depth novel. Okay. So these, all of this was divided up into two separate documents, Google docs that were both 15 pages and 16 pages respectively. And mine was sized 10, sized 10 Arial, uh, which is not that big. It's kind of small. So it's 15. That's why it's 15 to 16 pages. So let's go ahead and just ignore the hours and hours that this took to actually create and focus on the daily maintenance and rereading of this document. So I set timers on working on these documents and then so reading these things each morning and adding to them. So there were 10 minutes each. So 20 minutes total, right? In addition to that, I was also doing other stuff every every morning, Monday through Friday. So I was doing 10 minutes of free journaling slash morning pages, which is I found out about this in um, The Artist's Way by Julia, Julia Cameron. Um, I honestly have not finished the book. Everyone like really highly recommends it. And it was I didn't really get past like 20 pages, but I did like the free journaling and morning pages. And so I was doing that for 10 minutes a day. And then 10 minutes of object writing to work on the craft of songwriting. And for anyone interesting, it is like a good writing exercise. You just kind of like pick an object and then you work to use as many sensory descriptions of that word as you can to paint a story in whatever way you want, like a poem, song, literally just free form, but just describe it. So it's really helpful if you're interested in that. I'm not recommending any of this stuff because you'll see the point of my story, but like that's part of the issue. There's value in all of it. So 10 minutes of free journaling, 10 minutes of object writing. And then I was also doing 10 to 15 ish minutes of guided meditations, 10 minutes of reading a book because I have a ridiculous amount of books on my shelf and they just kind of like stare at me and make me feel crappy for not reading them. Plus the 20 minutes I was already describing in the Google doc stuff. Right? So if we're adding this up, with all those things, plus the transition time in between them, because I'm obviously not like a millisecond moving to these things, I have to like kind of move around a little bit. I had a routine of at least an hour every single morning. So I often wouldn't even start working until around 10, 15. And by that point, I was hungry again, because I ate breakfast around 745. And I'd already gone, you know, worked out or whatever prior to that. So I was hungry. So I needed to go downstairs and get a snack. And then I took like 10 minutes to eat the snack, because I can't like depending on the snack, I can't like type or whatever, using two hands. So or I with just one hand, I kind of need two hands for some stuff. So right. So by the time I actually started working, I only had like two hours until my next break which, that I gave myself, which was lunchtime. So the days just kept feeling like they were slipping away with nothing accomplished. And my morning routine was literally taking up a large chunk of my day and creating a situation where I had to kind of plan around my morning routine. And I honestly never really felt a sense of accomplishment or getting my mind in a good headspace, which was, you know, theoretically the point of this morning routine that people talk about, right? It mainly to me personally, it felt like a checklist I had to accomplish. And honestly, I kind of dreaded or mentally checked out for at least large chunks of that routine. For example, I thought the Google Doc visualizations, that's a very hard word for me to pronounce. I have like a lisp or something. So visualizations were boring and I didn't actually believe the things that I had written or the pictures I had put in, Um, which is a side note. I realized I, I don't know if there's like a name for it, if it's actually like, it's anything wrong. There's not, I don't think there's anything wrong, but apparently 
I'm kind of weird where when I close my eyes and someone tells me to picture an ocean, I see nothing and it's just the back of my eyelids. And in my mind, I'm telling myself that I'm seeing this, but I can't see anything. Like I literally can't see it. I'm just thinking you're at the ocean. You're at the ocean. You're at the ocean. I guess there's birds there. So like you can hear seagulls. Like I'm telling myself what I should be seeing and hearing, but I'm not actually seeing it. And I only realized this after my husband was pretending to ignore me and my daughter being like trying to be funny was like, I'm at a beach. And he was just in silence. So I decided to make a seagull noise and went like really loudly. And he was like, Jesus. And I was like, did that actually startle you? And that was when I realized that he could actually see stuff. And I talked to my other friends about this and they can see stuff too. So long story short is I couldn't actually see any of the visualizations. It was just black. And so it wasn't actually doing what it was supposed to be doing. It was doing what it was supposed to be doing for other people. Obviously people visualize stuff, but I couldn't. So I had just been told by, you know, this program and lots of people's read magazine, heard in biography, whatever, how important visualization is. Like that's literally so important, right? Picture yourself on this yacht that you're like work so hard for and like feel like the, the leather, I almost said Corinthian level, which, which is like just faux leather, feel the leather and put your hand on the railing. And what does it feel like? And like, there's lots of feeling and seeing. So I didn't see or feel or smell or hear any of this, but I made myself go through this motion for months, even though I felt nothing but annoyance that I couldn't actually see or feel anything. In a way it was actually really demotivating because I felt like I was just, I was just lying to myself essentially. Like I was just lying to myself for months every day since I didn't actually feel any of these things. And I didn't believe, and maybe it's because I couldn't feel or see this. I don't, I didn't believe it, you know? And so I was just lying to my, reading myself lies every day for at least 20 minutes. And the morning pages slash free journaling combined with the object writing just felt like a lot. And I didn't want to do it despite all my songwriter friends and like the, the mentors in that space and the people who had had hit songs and stuff like that. And like these big names or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They were telling people like me, you know, like budding songwriters or whatever to make it, to use it, to use these exercises to make your writing stronger. And it totally makes sense. And it did, it did honestly, like I, I did see the gains, the gains. Um, but for me, it just, because I was doing it every day, it just made the actual craft of writing feel like a chore that I had to just get over with. And I understand, obviously you just have to like, even Sting wrote, uh, Stephen King wrote about this and like, I forget which, I don't, I just have heard this quote. I've never actually seen the original quote, but they always attribute it to him that you just have to show up and do it right. You have to show up every day to, to do the writing. It doesn't just happen. You have to show up and learn the craft. And that's what, when it comes that way you're ready and you have the skills and you have the tools in your toolbox, right? Cool. But even then some, a lot of times because I was doing these things that I didn't actually like, you know, on a daily basis constantly, I, it just kind of made the fun part. Like when I did want to do something more creative, it just felt like a chore. So combined with these things, like the things that I actually didn't feel like doing, I dreaded or just went through the motions for at least 40 minutes of my routine every single morning, Monday through Friday. And I eventually tried swapping new things out for old, like new habits and stuff like that, like different exercises. Um, I tried cutting timers in half. I tried taking out some stuff completely, but for a while taking anything out that I had previously mentioned made me feel like a failure because I saw the value for each of them. And even reading like 
saying this to you, I still see the value in them, which is like, even when I was like describing my routine, I was saying like, yeah, this is a good exercise. I heard it about it. And so, and so I totally see the value because it did help me. Um, I just, it just wasn't doing for me what it theoretically should be doing. And I just didn't see a way on how to make a morning routine that worked for me that I liked and that felt like a good use of my time. And it didn't feel like nonsense because it had, it was having the opposite effect that it was supposed to. So essentially for me, this morning routine that had worked so well for lots of other people was basically like a lot of hype up for nothing for me. And I guess it wasn't really hyping me up, but it was a lot of mental hype up with me not believing it and me not actually feeling like I can accomplish the things I'm hyping myself up for. And at one point I even tried listening to like Tony Robbins videos, like, okay, the king of self-help and morning routines, right. That was specifically made to start your morning and hype you up. And I even like found one for my friend or whatever. And she loved it. She does it every morning. Right. But every time I did it, because I like a lot of it honestly was visualization, like picture a light coming from the sky and it's going straight through your head. I didn't see this. I didn't feel it. I it, like it literally was doing absolutely nothing for me. And so I was just kind of shouting in my head that I could feel and see this light, but I didn't. And so I was just irritated at myself that I had to like shout at myself. So I was just like making myself anxious. And again, I think that may be the issues I can't visualize. So you maybe can ignore everything I'm saying, but essentially it was all just a complete waste of my time. But I did have this annoying double-edged sword that I felt like trash if I didn't do the routine because it's what I should quote unquote be doing if I want to be successful and it works for other people. But then I felt like trash because the routine didn't actually do what it was supposed to be doing despite what people were saying. So I felt like I would never be successful because I, I, I can't even do these things for an hour and a day and feel how others feel like, how am I supposed to do anything like successfully? So eventually I accepted the fact that whatever it is in my brain, my eyes, whatever, that other people could do this. I, I Googled it. I did lots of Googling searching about this because this is a thing. Um, whatever it is that makes me incapable of seeing things when I close my eyes, therefore makes it impossible for me to visualize literally anything. So any exercise that has some type of visualization or like picturing yourself as something and honestly, even meditation, because a lot of that is like that. I just can't do it. It just, I mean, I can, like I can sit there and go through the motions, but I don't feel absolutely anything. And it's not the fact that I'm anxious and can't sit still. I just can't see and feel those things. So they will always be a frustration to me and feel like a waste of time and make me feel worse. So I just got those out. Cool. And then if I want to focus on the craft of writing, then at that, at that point, I was kind of alternating what I did each day. Instead of trying to do all the things, I cut it down to 10 minutes where I was doing like five minutes of one thing, five minutes of the other, or I was just one week doing one thing to focus on that. And then the next week doing that, where I just kind of sat down one day and I was like, well, I don't really feel like writing about this. I don't know, random sh pencil sharpener to do object writing. I prefer to just free journal. And I just like brain dump everything I'm thinking, essentially, that was better for me. And eventually, like right now, I don't do any of that. So it, I don't even do that. So it's, it's not even relevant now, but I basically, I did all these honest kind of tests and evaluations. It wasn't on purpose that I tested and tested these things out. I thought it would just work for me, but I'm seeing it now as a test and kind of evaluation and seeing what worked for me instead of just trying to jam all this other stuff in because someone I wanted to emulate said that this worked for them. 
So my morning routine right now is I have not touched those Google Docs in over two years as part of my routine. And I actually had to search for them in my Google Drive and I forgot what they were called and I didn't know what folder they were. It was a whole thing. I had to actually search for them, um, and which is weird because when I think about it, it was like a whole, obviously I was doing it for hours and hours of my life five years ago. Um, so I haven't done, and like I said before, I haven't done morning pages or object writing in at least a year. And I haven't meditated in months the way that I was previously doing my morning routine right now is only filled with things that I either love doing or I need to do to survive or like take care of my child. So in case you're interested in my exact, let's call it approximate schedule is 5.15. I wake up and go to the gym and I'm not going to lie to you. I don't 5.15 wake up and immediately throw my, the blankets off. My husband does that. And it like, I, I'd start it, that startles my brain. I don't do that. I like press the snooze button. I just kind of lounge there for like five minutes until the snooze goes off. I don't actually go back to sleep. I just can't get up that quickly yet. My brain needs to chill out a little bit more. So by the time I get to the actual gym, it's like 5.45. So let's call 5.45, 5.35, to 7.15. I lift stuff at the gym. I do gym stuff, right? Come home 7.30 to 8.10 in the morning. I make my protein shake and I go upstairs to get a little work done before I wake my daughter up. 8.15-ish to 8.40, I wake her up and then I shower and dress in my work from home jammies for the day. I don't, I don't, I was going to say dress for the day, but I pretty much just put my pajamas on. Um, because I work from home and the cats don't care. So, and then 8.40, the alarm goes off for me to, I basically live by alarms. My husband's really annoyed by it, but it helps me to be able to get in my zone and not feel like, oh my God, watching the clock. So I set an alarm for certain things. So at 8.40 every morning, an alarm goes off my phone saying, bus, go to the bus. And that gives me like a five minute buffer time for her to get ready, whatever. So 8.45 to 8.50, I walk her to the bus stop and we hang out for a little bit. And by nine o'clock, I walked back home and I make my tea in the kitchen and I go upstairs to start my morning routine at my desk. And that's when my actual quote unquote morning routine before work starts. So I'm not sure exactly for you, what a morning routine would be. I, I assume like there's every routine, like the entire routine is the routine. But in my mind, I chunk these up as two separate routines because there are different factors of my life. Like the first part of my routine from when I wake up from when my daughter goes to the bus, that's like a personal life routine. And then from nine o'clock on, however long that is, that's my professional routine. So I, in my mind, segment them as different things and kind of beta test them separately. But Going back to the original point, I realized the original morning routine that I had, the only part of my morning routine that I actually liked once I got home and ready to sit down and work and start that work morning routine was reading. That was it. So now I just read and answer emails for like 45 minutes to an hour before I start doing um, 10 to 11 in the morning practice for guitar and piano every day. I literally just read and answer emails during that time. I switched, um, I still meditate, but it's not the same way. I switched my meditation style stuff to before bed because all it ever did before in the morning was make me feel sleepy. And again, I can't visualize. So all it did was make me like calm down and sleep. So I took that and I put it to a better use to help me fall asleep. So now I'm, I'm like a weirdo and I lay in bed for like 20 minutes with like my headphones, like my little earbuds in and watch like these ASMR, like Reiki style videos. And I can like talk about more of that if, if someone's interested. Um, my husband calls it my clicking videos and makes jokes about how she throws water bottles against the wall and crinkles tinfoil and how when I showed it to him, he felt like he was, she was going to punch his face through the screen. She does not do any of that for just clarity, but I do meditation, but it's a separate thing. I figured out what worked for me. Right. 
And then I just did away with everything else. So I could feel bad about skipping those things, like all the writing I was doing before, but right now that's not even aligned with my goals in the sense that I was doing them. So I would doing that, I would be doing them right now just because I felt like I should do them, not because it actually made me feel good about progress or I feel like it was giving me a tangible thing that I wanted to use. It would, so it'd be just silly to keep. And like I said, I, every morning I also practiced a guitar and piano from like 10 to 11 typically because it does fit my goals. And it's not like a mindsetting activity, but it's a legit practice that I can see and hear the improvements and skills that I've gained. So I can justify that. For example, it's tangible and it doesn't always have to be tangible, but that's the distinction I'm making. If it gives me something tangible and makes me feel good about it, then I'm more likely to keep it. And so... In my mind, I'm like, but what about the perfect morning routine? So like from that 9.05-ish to 9.45, I read a book and answer emails. Like I said, that's it. The point of all of this is that I think it's great to have a morning routine, but if you don't actually like the routine that you're doing, it's taking up a large chunk of your time. Or if it's just full of stuff that you feel like you should be doing, then maybe you should stop doing it. Like obviously you can do what you want. You don't have to listen to me and you can ignore everything I'm saying, but like it doesn't serve you the way that it should be serving you and you won't feel good about it. And if you feel any kind of negative way about it, like I did, then it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And it's probably actually demotivating and having a complete opposite effect of what it should be doing. And it's hurting you. So not to be like, sound like so feel goody and like everything roses and sunshine, but really the only routine that works is the one that's right for you, you know? And I know that's kind of lame to say, but it's true. Like, for example, I love working out in the morning every Monday through Friday because it wakes me up. And then I know I already did something productive in the day towards my health and well-being. But, you know, waking up at 5, 5.15 in the morning, like I had to start, do, I had to like progressively move my alarm clock back. It wasn't just all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to wake up at 5.15. Like, nah, like I progressively kept moving my alarm back like seven minutes, for, like a week at a time. And then it just became a thing that I was doing. But like if working out in the morning doesn't make you feel good, then don't do it. And it doesn't make me any better than you. Like a lot of people are like people who work out in the morning are like more dedicated, but like, though, like if you have dependents to take care of or something and you only have time after work or like your schedule, like literally just works for you. If it works for you, as long as you're accomplishing the things that you want and you feel good about it, then that's what matters. And even when I was talking about, like even me saying the gym example, I, Amanda from five years ago would have thought the Amanda today is insane for spending around like an hour 30 to two hours Monday through Friday in the gym. Amanda from five years ago would have thought she was insane. Amanda from like literally a year and a half ago before I was doing it would have also thought she was insane and thought that wasn't like, why are you doing that? Like you're being too much. So I feel like also the morning routines can serve you at different times and in if that, like, for example, again, if that no longer serves me in a year and I want to switch it up, then I can switch it up, you know, like don't feel bad about it. I just wanted to add a quick, quick note that when I was doing my morning routine, like the whole hour long situation, like five years ago, whatever it was, right. I like weirdly felt like a low key sense of I was better than somebody who was not doing it because in my mind, this was like, 
the thing that was going to be the key. And anyone that, cause obviously like everyone was saying it, all the successful people were saying it and I was doing it. Right. And even though I didn't like, like it, I was doing it. So like the simple fact I was doing it meant I was showing up when others weren't. So I had this like weird sense of like, I was better than others who didn't have that clear routine because how could they become successful if they're not even trying to do it? But that was, that's so dumb and makes no real sense because I didn't even like the routine and felt like no sense of accomplishment. It was all looks, even though I wasn't like putting it on the internet or something, it was all just like following motions. And I just wanted to point that out really quickly. Cause as I was making the previous point about working out in the morning, I did think to myself, like a lot of people tote the benefits of like working out in the morning. And I get it. Cause it like kickstarts your metabolism. Like theater, I think it biologically is slightly better, but if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And so like there shouldn't be like a feeling better than somebody else if they're still doing what works for them. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be like, I, I don't want to say I shouldn't have felt that way, but like, if I take a step back, that feeling of superiority is based on somebody else, not me thinking someone else isn't doing something. So I'm better than them, but that doesn't actually make any sense. And different things work for different people. So I just wanted to point that out really quickly as kind of like a caveat because it just, my last point reminded me of that. And so I just don't be, don't be a low key jerk, I guess, in your mind. So going back, reading a book and answering emails for an hour each morning might seem wasteful to some other people, right? But for me, that's the same sense I was just talking about with the superiority. Like they might think like she only reads a book, like, okay, cool. But for me, the book helps me think in new ways that I might not have before. It sets off creativity. It makes me feel good because I love reading too. And I have like a ridiculous amount of books that I haven't gone through that I like want to consume all of the information and spark these new ideas, but I just never set aside time because I'm just too busy. And so you have to make time for stuff. And so for me, I like reading. And so I set time for that. And then the answering emails part just kind of quells my anxiety of having snoozed unanswered emails the day before so that I can move forward on certain things that actually need to be, you know, responded to and move forward in my day. I, I carve out time for that activity. And this routine is no better or worse than anyone else's if it gets me the results that I want and I feel good about. And like, I'm not like a millionaire on a yacht yet, but like, no routine is better, right? As, as long as it works for me or you or whatever. And so that's it. I'm going to hop off my soapbox and wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, I'm just going to wrap up by saying, I do think a morning routine is very helpful. I know that I personally feel more energized and productive and purposeful and all the good things with the one that I've created for myself after trying and failing different variations, as you heard in my example of exhibit a, and then feeling like a failure because it didn't work for me. Cause ultimately it's up to you what works for you. If meditating every morning, first thing makes you sleepy and then you spend an extra 20 minutes trying to hype yourself back up, then don't do it. If you hate waking up at 5 a.m. but feel like you have to because that's quote-unquote successful people do that, don't. If you don't want to spend two hours in the gym and work on your fitness, then don't. You know, like everyone is different. Um, And again, like I just want to reiterate, don't feel bad if you try something for weeks or months, whatever, and you realize it's just not working for you. It's not a failure. It's just like a test. Like move on. It's not a big deal. Just try something that, that does work for you. So Anyways, I, I would absolutely love if you checked out the show notes and they're linked in the description and you can check out what I'm talking about and kind of like see the links that I sent or the links that are in the description and kind of like a, 
less ranty way of me saying these things. And if your heart song is so moved, you would even, you would even sign up for my mailing list while you're there. Um, and I promise I don't bother you. I don't think more than this podcast might bother you. I simply send an email every Tuesday morning, letting you know a new episode's live and provide the links in that email where you can listen. And then I also link to the show notes on bareminimumbabe.com. It is painless, I swear. Um, I just, I just want to make sure that I'm like staying in touch with people if it like resonates and stuff like that. So, anyways, check out the show notes and the description of this episode wherever you're listening to it. And as always, I hope you have a fantastical rest of your day. And I'm gonna breathe now because of what I told you about my uh, computer issues and um, whatever issues you might be having today. Just, I hope you take a few deep breaths and drop your shoulders and think. Amanda is great. She just told me I can do whatever I want. Thank you for that permission, Amanda. My life is going to be a million times better because of you. Just kidding. But for real, just take a few deep breaths and just make a decision this week to become more aware of your routine and just simply ask if it's serving you or not. That's all. Just ask the question and go from there. So you're awesome. Go be amazing. Thank you for listening.